So here's what happened as a proud member of the But Why Though podcast community. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of So Here's What Happened. I'm Nisha, and as always, I'm joined Karen. by... Karen! Hey. Yeah. We are back. We are back, and we are here to talk about all the things we have watched, read, and whether we liked and enjoyed them. I guess it's the same thing, but you get the point. Whether we liked it and how we felt about it from the month of October. So, real quick, how you been, girl? Uh, October was a crappy month, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Health-wise, anyway. <laughs> it was not that mm. great. I'm like, glad it's over. Right. Hmm? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's over. <laughs> it was. It had its fun moments. Like, I had like oh, fun yeah. like doing like watching a lot of films and stuff. But like health wise, uh, not my best month. Right. No, I know you kind of like kept us updated. So I'm sorry That's to hear okay. that. Though. Thank you. Such is life, right? Eh? Yeah. Yeah. October just felt like it. Just I don't know. October has always felt like the longest month, and then the fact that it's just like flown by. I don't know if that's a sign of my age. Like, oh shoot, time is just like flying by now. Yeah, but, this it's, it was weird know. because this year has felt super long. Like, I can't believe that us came out this year in February. It felt super long, but October kind of went by <laughs> kind of fast too. It's like it's finally like speeding right. up at the end. Right. I think someone. <laughs> I think someone made that joke because I was watching us. I brought it to a friend's house to watch it for like a scary movie night. <laughs> And they were just like, didn't this come out two years ago? I'm like, this came out in March. This came out this year. What are you... T-? I'm like, stop it. What are you talking about? No. <laughs> it hasn't been that long. Uh, yeah. Man. But yeah. It's just... Time is a funny thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anywho, let's get into mm-hmm. what we read into the book corner. So... What did you read for the month of October? Uh, or what's your re- the thing you picked for, for the month of October, October? What I picked is Persepolis Rising. It is the seventh book in the Expanse series by James S.A. Corey. And originally, this wasn't what I intended to get. I intended to get um, is it The Good House by Tanana Rivdu because, you know, October, Halloween, like, you know, Halloween-themed book. But I ordered mm-hmm. it from the library, but it hasn't, it didn't, it hasn't even arrived yet, so I'm still waiting for it to arrive, which still makes no sense. So I went back to the Expanse series because I, I read books one to six already, and I've actually, I actually started Persepolis Rising, I believe it was earlier this year or late last year that I had started reading it, but I stopped because of the some of the themes in the book. Not that it was problematic or anything, but like it, it a lot of the politics that was discussed in the book was actually reflecting in real life with like fascism and that kind of stuff and I'm like you know what I don't need this in my I don't need this in uh, fiction right now I, like, I literally couldn't handle it so I was like I got, we got drunk and all doing all his shenanigans in real life I couldn't deal with it in the book too but I picked it back up because the book is really good but I'm um, I'm picking it back up because the Expanse series is starting back on Amazon for the uh, I believe it's the third se- yeah the third season got picked up um, by Amazon so I'm reading it so I can catch back mm. up again um, with, because a lot of this, I, I don't think what's happening in book seven is going to is gonna happen in season three. It's not because that's, um, that's let me see, that's probably going to be Abaddon's Gate and um, let me see, let me, let me not get to, uh, 
Babylon's Ashes. Um, right. So I think book. I think mm. season three is going to be Babylon's Ashes, and um, so I'm preparing for season four because they're filming season four in Toronto now. So I wanted to get back up. So like, if you're familiar with the Expanse series, it takes place in um in like this completely original universe, and it deals with um. Inter, I guess you could say intergalactic politics in a way, and it's very interesting. Mm. Is I love the world build, world building in the series, and I love the characters, and I love the show. The show is probably one of the best casted shows I think because of how how well the actors match their characters in the books, but they also don't realize so young. But they have their own interpretations, but it works, and I love the the VFX in the show like the VFX team that works on the Expanse is amazing and the books are amazing the books have great world building they have great characters of course we have Christian Avasarala played by Sharia Agadishalu on the show and um, so I'll just give you a brief run the, the brief synopsis of the book and then we'll get to your book so for the so for Persepolis Rising it says it takes place 30 years after the events of Babylon's Ashes and Earth is back on its feet after the attack and crippled the planet in Nemesis Games the crew and the Asian gunship the Rosinante are still together working contracts for the transport union who have control of the rising station and 1300 world the gates lead to so I'm not going to get into any more than I'm not going to get spoiled any more than that because of course this is stuff you can find on Wikipedia but also like, I don't want to give too much of the plot away because um uh like there's a lot of surprises and a lot of like twists and turns in the book so i don't know how the heck they keep everything together but they do um so that's it so i'm reading persepolis rising and then after that i also i have the the eighth book which is um tiamin's wrath so they're like 500 and something pages each so we'll see what happens (laughs) interesting well sounds good you can definitely. I definitely look forward to like, like the third season because I started watching it. Mm-hmm. That's not the thing I'm reviewing, but I finally started watching it on Amazon Yay! Prime. I, I have, yeah. So I can find because I think I've told you since we started the show. Like, yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch it, and then eventually I just like I have to start watching this at some. Yeah, point. I need to. I need to rewatch this the and last I, season too because. Um, just to refresh my memory and also I have an Amazon Prime account and I really should be using it. I'm like, I'm paying this money every month and I'm not using it. It should. Isn't that the funny thing about Amazon Prime? Because I get mine because I'm a Prime, mm-hmm. because I have Prime, like for delivery. So like when like that whole thing rolled out. So there's just times when I realize I have an Amazon Prime account and I have not used it right? in six months. This is, and I just get up. I get appalled with myself. I'm I, like, what is wrong with me? I can literally exactly. watch I'm like, so much content. I'm putting all this money into Jeff Bezos's pocket. What's like, what's going on here? What's what's wrong with mm-hmm. this picture? I think it helps though because when you think about how much you, we sound like we're doing an advertisement for Amazon Prime right now, but the fact is, if you pay that membership up front and you do the math, divide that by twelve, and then you also get free shipping and all the other free access, but, it's kind of worth it. But, so I don't feel bad. But I, I haven't don't been watching it. anything on Amazon Prime like, in a while either. So that's the thing. Right? I feel bad, but then I also realize at least it's not like I'm spending $8.99 a month. At least like I use my Amazon Prime with other stuff, like with the music or with like uh, shipping but I for deliveries. So I don't maybe it's just because I got I don't feel so I know, bad. But I haven't ordered anything. I can't remember the last time I ordered something from Amazon Prime. So I feel like I should order something just to make it worth my while. Mm. 
Gotcha. Yeah. See, my family's mooching off my Prime account since I was in college, so it's, mm. it's getting used. I know, uh, if I know I'm not watching something, no, my dad was is. But like, it has good content. The Boys was good. Uh, I like that. The, like, I, I want to watch Jack Ryan. Except the Expanse. I do need to finish the There's boys. other stuff. They like. Oh, girl, I, you gotta get to I it. did. I started it's, it because like we did talk about this briefly, like during, like right after um, SDCC, right? Because I saw some of it. I I, mm-hmm. I know it was it was launched at Comic Con, and I I watched like um, mm-hmm. when I came back and I had like for my recovering from my surgery, I was watching and I watched like I think the first six episodes, I think, but then I couldn't because like it's a lot. It's a lot to handle and a lot to process, especially the character of Homelander. Like he's a straight up sociopath and he's a lot to take in. And I'm like, you know Oh what? yeah. It's not it's not it's not mm. something you want to binge if you're not like prepared I'm, for violence and, a, and like I'm, I'm very a TV binger. I think that's it too because like I ha- like if all if a right. show has like a certain amount of episodes already available, I will sit down and watch all of them like one time and The Boys is definitely mm-hmm. not a show that you binge I think that's like a one or two episodes at a time kind of show and so I think that was the problem too and mm-hmm. I'm like you know what but I do want to get back to it everybody has that show everybody has that show where they just can't like I learned my lesson I should never <laughs> binge Shameless oh, no. because I get depressed I got so depressed watching it I had to turn uh, it off and watch something else Oof. But oh, sorry, y'all. We've gone down a rabbit <laughs> hole. Um, oh yeah, it's my turn. So, for, as we do on this show. Um, but anyway, so what I chose to read for this month? Well, I've been reading, but my, the piece that I want to feature, I'm mixing it up. It is not a dark fantasy horror manga mm-hmm. for once. So, y'all can relax after the last time I probably scarred some people but this one is called spy x family so it's a japanese manga series through shonen jump uh, that's illustrated and written by tetsuya Tetsuya, um, endo so this story follows a spy who has to build a family in order to execute a mission not really realizing that the girl that the girl he adopts as a daughter from the orphanage is a psychic and the woman he agrees to be in a fake marriage with is a mind mind reader. I'm sorry. Um, the woman he agrees to be married with in a fake marriage with is an assassin. So, the funny thing is that none of them know each other's secrets except for the child because she can read mm. their minds. And it's like, it's it, there's a lot of comedy in it, which I really like from Shonen Jump, but there's also action. And it's just like it, it has this really good like classic James Bond espionage feeling to like the story. Like the, when you are interest, introduced to these characters, like you have espionage, you have assassins, and you have like a top secret mission that they're that the dad is working towards. As like he's like I gotta build a fake family in order to accomplish this mission. So he treats everything as like a mission yeah. as a spy. And then, whereas like similar to the mom, she sees, she treats things as a target, but they, they, they're able to, because they're professionals, they're able to kind of, um, you know, cloak themselves in society. So they have deep, they have common, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They have common sense when it comes to interacting with people. So they mm. know how to blend in into society, but they've never had to be like a mom and a dad before. So it's kind of cute when you see them trying to do it together. 
but it's just like every every chapter you're waiting for something to happen for them to get exposed to one another like in one in the most recent one the mom had a hit job because so she's an assassin she's not like killing people for money she's killing people like terrible people like criminals so she's kind of like an anti-hero to give y'all some background so her thing was like she was had a, a very hard mission and she got shot in the butt <laughs> so the whole chapter she's trying to hide that she's in so much pain and the dad's like oh no she must because she has like this really mad face on and he thinks he's upset with her because of the fake marriage he's like i should really show her that i appreciate her like she takes care of our daughter the fake daughter and she does a really good job around the house and she's just amazing and like so throughout this throughout this book i kind of feel like okay i sense some romance so i would love to see this in live action or animated form because it would just be great as a romance action comedy but anyways throughout the chapter it's funny because she tries to hide that she's in so much pain meanwhile he's trying to bend over backwards to make sure they have the perfect date and it's just it's little things like that and then there's other ones where like the dad will be on a secret mission for the day and the family decides to go out to go to the aquarium Mm. to have family time so he's and then he's trying to do his mission while while he's also trying to blend in with the family and it's just funny because the little girl knows everything but she's smart enough to know not to say anything because her whole reason for keeping her secret is she's afraid that people will try to do tests on her and keep and like she won't and she won't have a family anymore because her friend she was taken away from her uh, her original family she was never she's never known her mother she's never known her father she's just thrown she was tested on and then thrown into an orphanage so she and it's interesting because everyone has their own motives in the family like the little girl wants to have a family the mom the woman who is the wife slash fake mom she um was worried about the government finding out because like it's like they live in this kind of fiction in this fictional european government where it seems very world war ii-esque you know like there's a lot of or post-world war ii where there's a lot of you know people are are being identified Mm. as spies and there are you know if you're single by a certain age you must be a spy and her whole thing was like oh no i don't want people to think i'm look i'm suspicious even though i'm an assassin so her whole thing is like well it works out for me if i marry this man because then that way i don't look suspicious and she also does really care about the girl who to her when she meets him she thinks that's actually his daughter not that he adopted her so it's like this other thing and then of course the dad who's the fake husband and fake dad he just is doing all this for his mission but you do see some parts where he does care like they do so it's all it really does play on that theme of the found family i love found family themes these oddballs come together right and it's so cute and it's done in a really cute way of just like these like very unique characters like someone thought let's throw a mind reader an assassin and a spy together and they're a family and then hilarity ensues so tell me tell me the name I again i love it so much and i'm just oh it's spy because i'm family. actually gonna look this up to see if it actually so is getting adapted into a live action because this is that this is definitely something that would be turned into a live action no doubt about it oh i would love it and it's just like the way it's drawn and styled after like i said like i i love noir i love Mm -hmm. spy espionage like um like that classic 
those mm. classic kind of James Bond movies. I love those movies. And I feel like this this manga is like a love letter to that in a way. Because it's just like you can tell how like they illustrate it and make the, and they make the yeah, characters. I'm looking at it. You know what? But, it kind of reminds uh, me of it's Archer. It's so good. I looking at it, it does it. remind me of... It reminds me of Archer, which, yeah. is, definitely, which is like James Bond. So, uh, well, well, Archer's mm-hmm. more like a, the idiot version of <laughs> James Bond. But yeah, it does remind right, me... Right. True. Archer's definitely so like ridiculous. the parody. Um... So he is, but it's, I think that's a good one to look at though. Archer, I, I loved Archer for that reason because it's like, what gear is it? Is it 1950 or is it 2000 something? But either way, I love how it's like stylized. Yeah, I'm looking at it. it's beautiful, I like the coloring and everything. But it's it's so it's a recent, it's a relatively mm-hmm. new manga. It came out this year, so so uh, let me see. Okay, yeah, so it came out this year, earlier this year. So I would bet, I could bet and money that. It's already being optioned for a live action adaptation, whether Korean, Japanese, or Chinese. Probably Japanese first, because usually Japanese mangas are usually adapted into TV shows first, and then they become Korean um, shows. But this type of show is very korean esque in like uh, there like Korea has very specific um mm-hmm. genres that they cover. From what I know, from compared to like Japanese and Chinese, um, I could see this becoming a, a Korean or a Chinese drama before it becomes a Japanese one. So I would give mm, this like true. two years before it reaches like, TV. I would give this I can see this becoming a TV show in like two years time. Oh yeah. I definitely and I feel like that's typically the trend. Like either they make it to a certain amount of volumes and then they turn it into a live action or they make it to like if you if you can make it two years, I feel like then you get optioned for either an anime or a live action. So I feel like it's been getting really well, a lot of good, um, well reception from it so far, but I'm doing my part to let people know, like, go read this right now, because mainly I like a refreshing story, like, and it's, it's just so original, like, in the, like, in the, the story and the characters, like, yeah, there's stories and characters where, like, they're all hiding a secret from each other and you're just waiting for it to come out. That's one thing. But, like, I just feel like the way this one is done is so mm-hmm. refreshing and new. And that's exactly what I needed when I get tired and bored of reading the same thing. Like, I love my manga that I read, but, like, I just needed something new to spice it up. Yeah. I, no, it looks really fun and interesting. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I would definitely watch this when it, when I'm telling you when it becomes a show for sure. Yeah, I can claim see it, this. I want it. I would. I would. Yeah, this would definitely become a show. Because <laughs> that is the trend. As you say, that's the trend. Like a lot of the mm-hmm. dra- a lot of the dramas are taken from either webtoons or mangas, um, and that's in Asian mm-hmm. drama in general. That's like whether you watch Taiwanese, Chinese, um, Thai dramas, right. Korean. Like a lot of them are adaptations of webtoons oh. or our manga oh and then even just like funny you mentioned that because i think it was last month in october when it was just announced that um webtoon Mm -hmm. made a deal with Ah. i believe crunchyroll to turn a lot of their like leading comics into anime Mm -hmm. animated series and then also the i reviewed it on here Mm -hmm. before but olympus lore it's a webtoon also netflix i guess (laughs) i'm assuming these deals must have been going on for a while because netflix jumped on olympus lore which is a huge title for webtoons and so the creator is going to they're going to be doing a an anime series of olympus lore on netflix whereas webtoons made a deal with a bunch of their other properties 
to do like to do adaptations for Crunchyroll exclusively. That's a so good thing. Either way, yeah, that's right. a good thing the for them and for the creators because mm-hmm. like it, it gives the creators like put money yeah. in their pockets, collect them royalties. I say, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, because Webtoon is a great mm-hmm. way to get exposure, and they do have ways to get money, but you have to get like over I think ten thousand views mm. regularly, and I think. It, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not an artist, but like, I think it's a great platform for artists when they want to get their work out there. When they're start, like, if they have a new project, yeah. they want to you know like test and put it and get it published on there, because it cuts down on you like the cost of self publishing. But it's also not like I don't know what a webtoon artist makes if they're not like the leading mm. top ones. So. I assume this is a great for them also. Like you said, like those royalties, let them checks come on in. <laughs> yeah, collect them, but, collect them dollars. Yeah, so that's what I read. <laughs> right, secure the bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, moving on to the next corner. What did you watch in TV? Or TV? I wasn't sure what to talk about because I've started a few Korean dramas. Um, <laughs> again, as usual. But I thought I'd, I'd switch up this time <laughs> and talk about Watchmen. I'm wondering if you were probably going to talk about Watchmen too. Um, no. Oh no! I really I haven't started it yet. Yeah, so I'm, I'm Watchmen. So this is the the live action TV adaptation of the I'm wrong. So it's not an adaptation; it's a continuation of what happened in the film by um, mm. Zack Snyder. So the one the film was done by Zack Snyder, two thousand and nine, I believe. And so now this Watchmen is the it's the sequel to what happened in the film and so this one is be it's developed by um damon Lof. we all know of lost um lost fame and it stars regina king tim mm-hmm. blake yaya abdul mateen and it's really good i will tell you i will admit the first episode was kind of jarring at first because of how it started out so it starts out with the talsa massacre so this is mm-hmm. where it, otherwise and it was also an area known as the black wall street of america in the late 18th century and oh, yeah. it was kind of jarring because it, it starts out right like straight out the gate like they start with uh, like murder and mayhem and i was not expecting that so i was like what is these people doing and i tweeted it i said i'm like son i'm like son is do writers consider especially white writers how black audiences feel watching these things happen on screen i'm, I'm like especially when it's so sudden it's like there was no build up nothing it was just like white like men in ku klux clans like garb hanging and shooting and like black people and it was like <sighs> my brain was like i couldn't handle it but it was it's really good mm-hmm. and the thing that makes this show super interesting is that the main offense that is that is or I should say the main illegal offense in the show is racism. So like they and like bigotry. So like their whole thing is they're like white supremacists are the main um, criminals, right? They're the the ones that there that are being um uh, that are being arrested and they're the ones that are being investigated and everything. So like you have Regina King's character. Um, she plays uh, her alter ego is uh, Sister Knight, which is amazing. And the thing is about I and the thing is about this character is so her name is Angela Abar, and she is a black mm. woman who was born in Vietnam. 
And I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen a character like that on TV where you have a black woman who wasn't either born in Africa or North America or the Caribbean. And I think this is interesting because, like, a lot of people don't understand you can have black people literally from the diaspora is literally across the globe. You have black people born in Asia and, like, you don't see that on TV. You don't see, like, black characters that are born in, like, East State, Southeast Asia or, um, or like, India or that stuff. But they right. do exist, like come on right or south america um but so this was really interesting for me and i think that's very interesting um a really interesting uh point about the character so and then there's tim blake he plays a character called looking glass so looking glass um he wears this mask that i said it looks like if you were to take raw shark's mask and dip it in mercury and it's like um, like he sees your reflection and like he and like his mask and the machine operates basically detects bigotry and racism in white people <laughs> so that's another interesting thing so it's like really good mm. like it's like it's a it's an HBO show and it's a Watchmen show so it's like <laughs> blood and violence for sure but like the way they're talking about racism in, our, in like America is like super interesting and like very I would say very blunt and it's they're not struggle coding how white supremacy is like a major problem in in like not only in America but in the world and how we can like have ripple effects and everything, and then um, you have other right. characters like you have uh, Jeremy Irons playing Adrian Vite who is who from the film would have been Oz- Ozymandias in the film so he's a straight up crazy white man like straight up crazy no like. No sugar coating. He he just cray cray, and then there's other characters like I didn't even realize until somebody today someone pointed out on Twitter like Tom Maison is playing this character called Mr. Phillips who is um, Vites Butler, and I'm like oh, I miss I miss the beard. I didn't even recognize him without the beard. And like if you don't know, Tom Maison played um, Ichabod Crane in Sleepy Hollow. R.I.P. to Ichabod. Yeah, oh, it's him. So I did not. That rec- is. I, didn't, I legit did not recognize him until I saw today. But someone was like him without credit. I'm like, what? It's him. <laughs> you right. You right. Without the beard, I do. see. I like yeah. him in that. Like, and like, until I yeah, the show's but really continue. good. Like, it's action packed. Like Regina King, like owns every episode that she's in. Like she owns all her scenes. She's a like. She's a boss. But also, this last episode that showed, which I believe was episode three also had um gene smart which we mm-hmm. all know from um ladies and women but she was also in legion which was uh basically an x-men spinoff because her she like the main character played by or matthew what can't remember his name but he's like the son of uh, professor x i think but i thought it was interesting that you have this woman who was um in legion who is which is x-men universe in playing a character playing uh this character who is gosh I have the thing I have like IMDB open right in front of me um so Laurie Blake who was who is um who was also in the Watchmen film she played um Silk hmm. Spectre and so I think it's interesting so you had her in the X-Men universe and now you have her in the Watchmen universe and they're not the same universe like Watchmen is its own universe and everything but I just thought it was interesting to have her playing these two characters in these two um, superhero genre shows so I thought that was really interesting but the show's really good I recommend anyone watch it like the dude bros are like have been seething for a while because they're like oh you make the racism the whole big thing you make it all about race I'm like yes yes it is about race <laughs> 
Which is funny because I always like to remind people that there was a 1930s-ish, you know, Superman comic that, or around that time, whatever, Superman mm. fought the Klan in, like, on a radio show in the mm-hmm. 1930s. So I could always throw that in people's face whenever they talk like, why is racism in comic books? I'm like, well... <laughs> If you, if I want to be that that kind of nerd, let me just show you where racism has always been like yeah, has been touched on in comic exactly. books. Exactly, isn't there like a issue. panel where it shows him punching a Nazi? Like he legit punches on. Oh no, wait, or is that Captain America I'm thinking about? That's Captain America. I'm That's thinking Captain about, America. But, but I'm sure Superman might have punched a Nazi. I would not, too. Be, I would surprised. not be surprised. But it's like politics have existed as plot devices, and not like or like not. I don't want to say plot devices as like issues mm-hmm. in comic books for years since probably the creation of them there has been some elements of political issues racism like these are social issues are represented in comic books like it's truthfully almost a part of it's, it's the foundation the i was i was just the foundation because x-men is built on them um, talking right. about the holocaust Right, it talk, mm-hmm. it, the, the foundation of the of the X Men begins with um, Professor S's and um, Magneto. Like their history, their where everything for them starts is takes place inside a concentration camp during the um, Nazi occupation. So, like you can't like the, people can't say that racism mm-hmm. or bigotry or politics doesn't belong in comics because I'm like it's all based on like it's all based on that. Like that's like if you have intergalactic wars like in with like the Green Lantern Corps whoever that's politics when you talk about people being like I'm shunned for being different that's xenophobia that's bigotry that is that's like they're talking about racism sexism misogyny that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff like like, really like do you guys I don't like I'm not a comic person like I do read comics occasionally but I know most of I know most of my information is like through learning from you and like other people on Twitter and like like films and like a bit of research that mm-hmm. I've done but like a lot of it deals with like racism sexism misogyny xenophobia like politics it is mm-hmm. built on poli- it is built on all these things so like all these dude bros that say you can't bring this into him like you clearly don't right. know or you haven't been paying attention to what it's to what you're actually reading like for real I think and like I even claim that I'm not a huge like I'm not a comics expert but I do like I do read them and I do know like to say to make for someone to make that statement and say politics and racism and social issues shouldn't be in comic books I'm like you sound real Mm -hmm. stupid saying that because they've basically almost always been in comic books in some shape or form like where do you think creators got a lot of their ideas for the issues that the superheroes you know fought against like captain america was literally invented like the man like he became a super soldier to fight nazis yeah exactly he got the serum to fight nazis but yeah it's just People want to be loud and wrong. Loud so, and ignorant. <laughs> exactly. But so it, it's just, and it's funny because Watchmen of all the comics, people want to complain about like there being social issues and that. And I'm just like, like wow. I, so like, did you I know, right? never read it? Did you never I, watch it? I know, the right? Because I haven't really read the comics, but like I've seen the film and I remember like, like Dr. Manhattan literally leaves Earth 
to go and live on Mars because you're like, I can't with you humans. You tire right. me. You bore me. You with your warmongering and all this shit. And like, I'm out of here and went straight up to Mars mm-hmm. to live on a whole other planet. And like, if you remember, it was because he was involved in the creation of like the atomic bomb or because, oh yeah, because Dr. Manhattan is supposed to be like a, I cannot, uh, like right. an avatar of the Manhattan Project, which was, which was how, which was the, the project for creating mm-hmm. the atom bombs, which was dropped on Hiroshima and, and Nagasaki. So like, again, to say, that these kind of things don't belong in politics. Like, really? Come on down. Come on down. <laughs> yeah. So, let them continue to be mad. I'm gonna... I can't wait to start watching it. Like, uh, the thing... So, here's my thing. The holidays mm-hmm. are coming, which means I'm going to have, like, a week and a half off coming up soon for Thanksgiving. And then, like, two weeks off coming up for Christmas. Where I can just watch all the things I've been wanting to watch and not be interrupted and not feel guilty because it's my days off. Like, <laughs> it's hard for me to, like, get, watch things that I really want to watch when I know I'm going to get sucked into it very easily. So I usually just, like, store them up until, like, I get a bunch of time off. So I'm probably going to start watching them before that because I keep seeing everybody talk about it on Twitter and I need to get yeah, into I've it Yeah, I've been, now. like, tweeting it for, but, from the beginning and it's, like, again, so, so good. Like, the production quality. I will say the, the cinematography is a little iffy at times because, like, some of the scenes do get dark and you're like, what is happening? Like, could someone please... Not as dark as what happened in Game wow. of Thrones, but it's just, it's just, like, someone put on an extra, uh, extra overhead, like, just one more like just just up it a little bit but like everything else is really good um Mm. the cast is really is really really good the story is has been progressing and like as i said they've been dealing with race very bluntly i can't wait to see jean jean smart's character like she's um laurie like this iteration of laurie is uh super interesting and i do have to mention this because we gotta talk about um sexuality a little bit because you have this older this um i would say more mature woman owning her sexuality with when you see her pull out this giant blue dildo which we are everybody's like is that supposed to represent dr Manhattan? and i'm like <laughs> we're we're on tv would we see we'd see something like that in like a raunchy like film like a rom-com or something but on like prime time television you have this woman pulling out a gigantic blue dildo and i'm like what the is she gonna do that but i just have to i just have to give like props to them for doing it because like you don't very often get to see mature women owning their sexuality and like it being not this big thing well pun on pun pun unintended (laughs) uh so but i think that's like i think i just think it's really good and really interesting nice no i'm i'm looking forward to watching it and of course Mm -hmm. regina king so does more to be need to be say, said besides no. her, Regina she, King? She, 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 <laughs> That's she, it. Mm. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. And so for, and for, and so um. we're going to move on. And now, so we're going to discuss our films. Oh, wait, I'm wrong. Screw it. Your TV show. We have to oh, talk wait. about your TV show. We have to I talk about your TV show. I didn't talk about TV. <laughs> You're good. So, um, I have gotten into, so instead of watching Watchmen, like I obviously should be doing, I decided to watch Living Single. Oh, we are living like, single in a nine kind of world. Yeah, I'm glad I've got my kind of so give head up, like your head up, that's right. <laughs> Anywho, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is what you do. Uh, when we when we posted on uh, when we when we post the the this episode, we'll we'll have to include a link to the to the intro to the show intro. <laughs> yes, I will definitely do that. But you're right. The, the intro is so like like it's addictive. Like you just like love it. I'm like so. I just I usually do this rewatch every now and then because last year they added it onto Hulu. Mm. Like all the, like for the first time, I think it's been available for streaming. It was added to Hulu last year, which this show I can never not get sick of watching it. It is truly it was ahead of it its was. time for a '90s sitcom. So for those of you who may I don't know never have heard of it or you know might have just been too young. I I mean I know um I was two years old when this show oh. premiered. But also, when it was in syndication, I was watching it. Like, it was deep in syndication Mm -hmm. by the time I was watching it. And I just remember laughing my head off and thinking, like, this show is so great. And, like, there's so many characters I love. And, like, I want to be like this one when I grow up. And it's just, like, it was so good to see you. And at that that age, I was like, and then revisiting as an adult, I just noticed so much more. So just to give y'all a brief synopsis. So (laughs) Living Single is about six six black 20-somethings, four women and two men. And it shares their lives and loves in in a Brooklyn brownstone. Um, the trio of women share an apartment uh, that includes Regine, Sinclair, mm-hmm. and Khadija, their roommates. And then you have their male friends who live above them, Kyle and Overton. And then you have Maxine, who is the neighbor who lives across the street. But they all like have been in each other's lives and they know each other. So like the whole thing about them, like it's something to like really appreciate. That there was a 90s sitcom about six black 20-somethings. And all of them, like, in their own way, like, they all had their own goals and achievements. Like, Kyle, he is a stockbroker. And then Maxine, she was an mm-hmm. attorney. And Khadija owned her own, like, publication. Regine had a desire to be in fashion and also to get a man and be married, which, not no shame. Not, no shame. Like, girl had dreams she had goals and then Sinclair she wanted to be a comedian and it's just like it was just so cool because you could like it wasn't that one you had one black character on the show you had six of them oh sorry and then Overton was the handyman and he was just really funny and also just like I don't know he would he just like was so content with what he was doing but then like him and Sinclair had to think okay I'm sorry I'm going down a rabbit hole my point is this show had so many different characters that you could like either see yourself in or aspire to be. I know growing up, I wanted to be just like Maxine. Like, because she was hilarious. She was funny. She was tough. She knew what she wanted out of life. She knew what she wanted out of her men. I'm just like this. 
this woman is like she knows she's a boss she knows what she gonna get out of life she has goals and it's like that's not to say that the other characters are bad it's just like i just saw something in the max scene that inspired me growing up and i might not be a lawyer but definitely inspired me to go into business and like whenever i feel like i am whenever i feel down i definitely remind i kind of ask myself like what would maxine shaw do <laughs> it's just it's like something I would like do in those situations but I rambled no, on no girl it's okay so, cause like uh, for yeah. like Living Single is a big part of my TV watching growing up too like uh, cause you know I'm a bit older than you so I was so I was a bit older when it came out and like I did not watch it that's to show you I did not watch it on in syndication I watched it when it as it was airing <laughs> uh, cause it was actually showing on TV back for on the TV channels back then uh like Bahamut mm-hmm. Barbados, like it wasn't one of the shows that we had to like technically pirate. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> it was showing weekly, so I was able to watch it like that. But yeah, like no Maxine, I, I my sister and I we always nice. loved Maxine. I think she was probably Maxine and Regine, like they were my um my favorite characters because like they were unapologetically them like like all characters are like that but I loved Maxine's hair right. like I loved the braid style because you know it was a big trend back then but I also loved her suits and I think that's probably one of the reasons mm-hmm. I love suits now and like she wore yes. the heck out of her suits when she used to have to like go to trial and all of that stuff and Regine like yeah like Regine she had really like really did. good fashion sense too and like she had no like she was like I want to get mm-hmm. married I want to have kids and like there was nothing shameful about that like now like people be like oh like, if you if your career woman mm-hmm. can have like this or or they do try to make women feel thing about wanting to have kids and she's like no I want the career and I want the marriage and I want the kids and there's no shame about that and um mm-hmm. and she's like what we would call thirsty I'm like you know what it's like thirsty nothing around being thirsty like if you see a fine man go after that fine man if you can and uh, like the shows I- right she definitely had her fought like and they, and they yeah. all had their own flaws but they mm-hmm. weren't ashamed like they got to live their lives unapologetically yeah and like Sinclair was out is it what we call a nerd like Sinclair was like she was like as she was kind of yes. like I think I'm a great amalgamation of all th- um, all the women <laughs> like I think cause like I I like 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 when Maxine has it gets ready she like she like knows how to like present a case or argument whatever but then like Sinclair is like weird and like offbeat which is kind of like me but then like Regine I'm like you know what girl I'm the same way sorry to kind of clutch my pearls fan myself um but like you don't know the show was like impactful for like especially for black people I think in North America and across the diaspora too because like we saw a lot of ourselves right. in them and like everyone like we always say that and I know Tuano is like a straight up ripoff off of um um, no, sorry, not nine, no two one oh sorry. Friends is a straight up rip off of living single. And it is. It's just a weaker and a paler a paler imitation mm-hmm. of it. And but like it has like uh, its place in like black culture and like black history. Um with shows with like Living Color and um two two seven and those kind of shows, like they like had a huge impact on our lives growing up and like even still today, like we see like Queen Latifah, one of the things that comes to mind apart from her being a hip hop artist is her playing Khadija James on Living Single, right? Like, we see these right. characters and, like, you mm-hmm. see these actors, you like, you, you meet you, that's who you associate them with. And like, I think that's one of the great things about the show. Like, mm-hmm. it has, like, a lasting presence. It really does. Like, you can, if we were to, like, if I were to, like, go, like, have, be around my friends 
like the friend, like friends I I know like growing up watch the show. If I just like dropped out like a line from Living Single. They gonna pick up on it. Like if I say Sinclair, right? And it's just like it's just so dope when it's like oh we all it, it was like a different world. Like it, it it there's those TV shows growing up that you could rewatch them and the rewatch value on them is so mm-hmm. high. I would never get sick of this show. I would never, ever get sick of watching this because, like, I can still find things from when I was younger that I loved about it. But even now that I'm older, that I can see myself more in these women. And I'm like, the fact that the way they talked about things and it's like, I remember, I'm, like, I'm reminding myself, like, this is 1993 and they're talking about stuff like... Um, it ranged from everywhere like mm-hmm. body imaging like there was the episode where Regine gets a yes. breast reduction and she's like now she's like very self-conscious and feels she's less of a woman yes, because of it that. because she had to get a breast reduction for her health then there was the episodes like there's plenty of episodes where like uh, Khadija played by Queen Latifah the queen is like the like romantic interest and I think at that time it was not that common to have a woman with her shape, someone who was like not like super small and thin to be the romantic interest. Like she was in multiple, she had a lot of like mm-hmm. love triangles on the show. And I think it was, I think it was done, obviously. I mean, Queen Latifah, I think she was an executive producer. Possibly. Um, involved with the show at some point. Possibly, probably later sure down in the series. But like they made sure, mm-hmm, probably later on. But it's like, I think. It's somewhere there's like an article where she said that she they did that intentionally and she fought to make sure that her character was always seen as mm-hmm. desirable and because like th- and then like it was always something to mention that like these characters like they all come in different shapes like Regine's short Maxine is tall Sinclair is like and Re- Sinclair and Khadija are both kind of like broader and bigger but like taller but the whole point of it is like these women were like wanted like and they didn't like and they felt empowered in themselves and it's like no one was made was the quote-unquote like dump drunk what was it what's the yes. word dumpy character that people make fun of on 96 comms like the person that they make jokes about that like, can't get a date whatever like none of them had that and i like that none of them had like that uh none of them was made fun of because they like they show that like we are like they are all desirable, and it's just like there's just like the sense of confidence with that that I think some people probably grew up with by seeing those characters have that, which like having seen Maxine go up to a man and be like give me your number and I'm like I need to be like that <laughs> I need to be like that I, I like I can't I'm um, always like eh. I'm like a wallflower when it comes to that kind of stuff. I want to do that, but then I also do not want to creep. So, like, I don't want to creep, and I don't want a creep. So, but yeah, I just this show is amazing. It was like it's been on. It's not oh, sorry. It has been on. It, it's been on for yeah. years, and it has been in syndication for years. But like now that I can stream it anytime I want, I'm just like this. This is good. This is all I needed. Was like sometimes when I've had a stressful day, I just need to watch an episode of Max. And everybody else going through their lives, and it just it restores <laughs> me. So, 
<sighs> Moving on to the last corner, let's talk about what movies we watched. Uh, Would you for like to me, go first? Um, so I watched quite a few movies this month. Um, I should say yes. Should I say this month? Technically, we're not November. Yeah, for the month of October, um, I watched uh, quite mm. a few movies. But one of the films I'm going to talk about is a Korean horror. You know, sticking with the October theme, A Tale of Two mm. Sisters. So this is a 2003 Yay. film directed by um, Kim Kim Ji Woon. And he uh, is, if uh, I'm sure a few people know this one, um, it's a film called I Saw the Devil. He was the director of that as well, starring Lee Byung-hun. Um, so mm. this is a really good horror film. I actually included it in my top um, horror films for the But Why Though Horror Film, top 100 horror, <laughs> I'm stuttering. So I included this film into my list for the 100 best horror films that was included and in, that was done by But Why Though Podcast. <laughs> And this film is, like, really good. So it nice. stars um, Kim, um, Kim Kepso, um, Yeon Jung-ha, and Lim, and Im um, Soo-jung. So interesting about this, about the, the, the cast is um, Kim, Kim Kwang-soo, she starred in one of the top dramas, K-dramas this year, Sky Castle. And... Um, Yoon jung she starred in uh, one of the dramas that I talked about recently, which was, uh, she was in Searching WWW. And did I talk about that on the show? I think you might have or mentioned was it, it. Or I know, I think the last drama I talked about, sorry, was, um... Be melodramatic. I think that's the one I talked about because I talked about grief. Right now, okay. Yes. Okay, yeah. So no, I, so that's one of the... So, yeah, I did watch Searching WWW and so she was in that and that one is also one of the... I think one of the best made kid dramas that I've seen bar none. The production quality, the story, like the women are all these strong women but that's a whole different story for a different day. Um, but yeah, so the film stars these um, these actresses and so like it's mainly centered around these three women. So it's... Um, this stepmother, who... Sorry, let me just pull up my notes. My page shut down. Very good. Uh, computer went into sleep mode. <laughs> okay, so... So, I... Uh, come on. Open up. Okay. So, the film is centered around... Um, it's a family that is haunted by tragedies, but the main per- the main characters in this show are three, uh, are three three female characters. So you have the stepmother, who's played by um, Yum Jung Ah, and so she plays the stepmother, and then she play and then so her two stepdaughters, um, Im Soo Jung and Moon Gwang Young, play um, Jung Wa and Young Young Ron, and. <laughs> this film is a trip because it's it's a lot of it is tension it's not like there's there's like a few jump scares but like they're like to me honest to goodness jump scares because like things that happen don't happen at the point you think they're, they're gonna do and sometimes and like the and like there's not too much jump scares there's just enough that make you like legit go ah and like you like you, you do like scream there's a couple of scenes that i was like ah 
I'm like, don't go in there. And I was talking to the screen. And um, <laughs> but it's it's about so so it's about these so like the main characters, the two sisters. You're wondering like what's going on with them. You're like, is there a ghost in the house? Like, are you imagining the ghost? Are they imagining the ghost? And it's one of those stories. It's one of those ones where the audience finds out what's happening with the characters so it's like we can't predict what's going to happen and I love I like when that happens in films when we get to find out what happens I think it's about coming it's called the ghost ship theory I think where like you like nothing is telegraphed early up in the film like you don't know what's happening so you find out with the characters what's going on and like the ending was like what you're like that's how it happened that's what went down and I love when that (laughs) happens and it's kind of like a mind trip because you're you're like you're 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 like is everyone crazy is one person crazy who do we believe like you don't know who to believe and and you like and i and i really like and i like that the film is centered around three women because like it talks about relationship between sisters and the relationship between a stepmother and her two stepdaughters and the father's there too but he's kind of like uh but was he's kind of like he he does offer certain things to the film and he does leave little clues and like but you're not really paying attention to him which is where mm-hmm. I think you miss a lot of the clues and I think that's actually brilliant where because like he doesn't see that importance so you're not really paying attention to him and it's only like close to the end you realize you realize okay. oh like, okay so dad you were more important than I thought you were going to be which I actually like and because then it makes you think okay then you think about the things he said and the things he did and the things ah oh, and then say like, oh okay and that makes sense so I really like that and it's a really good and like the like the use of colors is like really interesting and um and and like the way a lot of it is shot like it's shot very um from I would say like from the perspective of one of the characters there's there's one of the sisters like a lot of it is like from her perspective and it's like done really well and it's just a really good I think it's a really good horror mm-hmm. film I watched it during the day not sure if I'm gonna watch it at night though I think it's like one of those films like hereditary where like it kind of like, gets into it like kind of like gets into like your psyche a little bit um but yeah it's a really good mm-hmm. horror film so Ooh, it came in 2003 yeah. I tell two sisters so that's my recommendation for October <laughs> Okay, nice. I will definitely check it out because even though spooky season is over, I always enjoy a good yeah, horror it's just, movie. Yeah, like, it's just a really so, good like film in general yeah. and a really great horror film. What do I call it? A thriller? No, it's not a thriller. It's straight up yeah. horror. But see, like, the last part you mentioned, like, that part you said about, like, how, like, it, like, <laughs> watching something at night and then, like, how it can really, like, mess with mm-hmm. your head. So, like, after I had seen It Chapter 2... For like two nights in a row, I like I would turn off the light to the basement and I'd go upstairs. I just kept on thinking, what if it's behind me? Why would you? <laughs> <laughs> it just kept it kept messing with my head. So I totally get some watching. I know, some like, like hereditary. I don't know if I'd ever watch hereditary during the night. Like I start in the theater and I could not see. I missed like the last probably like, last ten minutes of the film. And the, oh, the other thing about the film, what actually made me interested in watching watching it is I had heard about it before, but like it kind of like sat in the back of my mind but what made me interested in watching mm-hmm. it is the actress who plays the stepmother um, um, Yoon Jung Ah she's in she was in the newest season of a Korean technically reality show that I love it's called um, 
um, Sam said, Seki, three meals a day. And what happened is, like, she and mm. like, two, of her, who are, two of her castmates who were in the reality show, they decided, oh, like, it's, hol- it's like, October for them, too. So they're like, oh, like, we have the TV. We have, like, the TV and the, sh- and the film was showing on the TV. They're like, let's sit down here. And they were like, the production, no, I, no, I'm sorry, the production staff had actually had, like, her, her the, I think, the DVD. And they are like, you guys want to watch it? So, like, they put it on to watch. And they, they were legit scared, like, in daytime. They were watching it. So, like, the cameras, like, you have, like, the cameras in the room watching them, watching the film. And they were, and she's in the movie, she's in a freaking movie, and right. she's scaring herself silly watching this film. And I'm like, she's, I'm like, you're in the film, and you're still, so like, she's freaking out. And, like, the other castmates, one who's at Park So Down, who's in Parasite, like, they're screaming, and it's broad daylight, and they're freaking out themselves. I'm like, you know what? If it can scare the actress who's starring in the film, I need to watch it. So I thought I, I said mm. that was like that was one okay. of the that was one of the reasons I watched. I'm like this is too funny, and then I was like okay no but I get now I get it nice. <laughs> like, now I get why they were screaming. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's that good, then I definitely gotta check it out. So I will mm-hmm. be adding that to my list of Korean dramas. Um, oh, and for me to wrap things up, so I went and saw Maleficent, mm-hmm. Mistress of Evil. This is the sequel uh, to the 2014 film. Yes, I still have Disney. to watch that. I have so much films to and get caught, caught up on. I liked it. Like it is a good, mm-hmm. solid sequel. I like that it. I'm, I'm gonna try and not spoil too much for some people in case y'all still want to see it. Unless no, you don't care, Carolyn. Oh, that's true. So we'll forget it. I'll spoil away. So the performance of the cast, great. Like, I really, oh, like, Angelina Jolie, I feel like, is a perfect fit for Maleficent. Like, she does not do, like, she she does everything perfect with that character. And it's, like, it's funny, because when you think about the introduction mm-hmm. we have with Maleficent, with the Sleeping Beauty um, uh, feature film, like, the animated film, it's kind of funny, because, like, truthfully, Maleficent, I think, has more lines than Sleeping Beauty in that movie, but... Her character is still very limited to being a villain. That the thing I did like, I've always liked about the Maleficent movies are that she's still yes. wicked. Like she's still like she's, she's wicked, and she like it. She's she is not like some you know all bubbles and like bibbity boppity boop <laughs> fairy. God, like she, she, mm-hmm. she ain't here for that. Like I like that Maleficent is wicked, and that evil can be good is kind of like the theme of like she is not trying to change herself, which is a big part of this plot where it's like, y'all know the, how the Sleeping Beauty story goes. Prince Philip proposes to Aurora to marry him. Blah blah blah. And this, of course, these Maleficent movies take a twist on the Sleeping Beauty story, with Maleficent basically adopting. Um, Aurora mm-hmm. as her daughter and, tre- and raising her as such so that's kind of the twist and like this whole thing leads to because Philip's mother invite like accepts the proposal but only if Maleficent will come to the come to a family dinner so it's like I like the it's <laughs> so then she is like now feeling uncomfortable because she's just like I don't like people I don't like humans she's like but you, and then Aurora's like but you like me you love exactly. me she's, she's like, like you're different you're and my child like, these people are these peons I right. know nothing about <laughs> not right and she's kind of like her whole thing is just like and I have never once held that against you yeah. that you're human <laughs> I just, 
the way Angelina Jolie delivers these lines are just like the best. So um not going to do an entire recap of this movie, obviously, but there's a lot of things I liked about it because it definitely expands more of the um, fairy lore in it. Like with different mm-hmm. creatures, it for those of the, those of you who have probably seen a trailer, trailer, you you know that there are more of Maleficent's kind out there. So you learn a little bit about her and where she comes from. Um, so I think that's something that was really interesting with the story to go from there. And I guess after seeing this one, I'm more excited about the Cruella Deville movie that's coming. Um. I guess the thing with the Cruella DeVille story is like, it's going to be real hard for me to like Cruella because she tries to kill dogs. You're like, I'm supposed to feel... I think that I'm like, I'm going to be interested to see how they do the twist on her story. But the thing about these Disney movies like Maleficent and that I'm looking forward to Cruella is the the way they style them. Like... Maleficent's gowns, like the accessories, like those kind of things, and like I think they've le- they've already put out a picture of like what Coella will look like, and it's like this seventies, nineteen seventies punk rock mm-hmm. uh, kind of look and feel for the fashion, so or nineteen eighties, but either way, you get what I'm saying. Like these movies, I love that they add like all this style into the characters when they make them. Yeah. And and the thing the other thing about Maleficent is that uh, I I was gonna say it has a bit more diversity, but not that much. Uh, mm. We have Chota Ejiofor. Oh. Four. I mean, there's uh, more. There. Yeah, there's that. There's other like so, there's other background characters like they de- like again since I'm spoiling it when you see her people like I don't know what to call I can't remember what they call her type of fae but basically they you learn that they're from yeah. all over the world so you see so then that to me also expands the world of like oh so if they were all over the world at one point does that mean there are other there should, well, well, well yeah because the they're world? from all over because uh, you have Chiote for who's black and then there's right. another um, mm-hmm. there's I know there's an He's Japanese. He's um. I put. No, am I wrong? He's Japanese. Miyabi. Yeah. Um, so that, he's a musician. There. Like yeah. So there's a musician Afro-Latina. called Miyabi. He plays a character called Udo. Yeah. And let me see. I'm here looking at the mm-hmm. IMDb. So uh, there's Judith Shikoni who yeah. plays so uh, Shriek. You definitely see more diversity, like people of character, uh, people of color, um, playing mm-hmm. different these characters, but again it's not, like don't get y'all hopes up there's not like some huge like dialogue or anything between them which I get because they're not a main character and they're not really there yeah. for a long time but the whole idea that like other folklore other fairy creatures exist beyond like I guess fake Britain England wherever they are wherever Aurora's castle is um, it really does make you think of like oh but the world is so much bigger now because you know that they're out there. So, and I don't know if the plan for Maleficent, if there's a plan for Maleficent 3, they probably will. Cause I think this is one of the better performing um, live action adaptations of their fairy tales, yeah. but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I, I just like the idea for the potential of there being more, like the world is much bigger now. So I feel like, I was I went to go see this movie with my sister so me and her were talking about it like if they they gotta make a three but if they make a third one mm. who will be the bad guy 
Like there has to be like another someone, thing um, someone else for her and to I go think against. That's kind of what they were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that, and that's where we kind of landed on, like, oh, then there, maybe there's another magical being out there, and they will be a, the next threat to Maleficent because the, I feel like they set up the idea of like, oh, these fairy creatures exist beyond like the land that you reside in, so that opens the door for more things to come in the third one. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, I like that it expanded on the lore, you know, fairy tales and like wickedness. It's just, it's really, really good. Um, I think that is it though for that one. Oh, I think, let me look up her name before I mess it up. Michelle Pfeiffer and Elle Fanning. Yes. So Michelle Pfeiffer, great job as a villain. Just really, really good. I like her as villain. We can make her more. If we can make her a villain in more things, that'd be great. Well, the, but would really, that's really the thing. Like, that. I, I, like when I, I haven't seen it yet, but I remember I saw like the clips for it, and like even it was even like th- done in the first one where like the whole concept of like who is good or bad based on like what you look at them. Like, it's basically the whole thing. Like never right. judge a book by its cover because we all know like in especially in Disney lore, mm-hmm. like the good people are always like blonde wear bright colored clothes, you know, like right. blues and sparkly things. Whereas the evil people like Maleficent and like, uh, and the, oh gosh, the queen from Sleeping Beauty, like they're, they're dark clothes and they have like sharp angled faces and that kind of stuff. And like when, even when you watch the first one, you realize that like, she's bad, but is she really evil? Like there's a, there's a distinction, right? And like, right. and like, so like you look at her, you're like, oh, she must be straight up evil and horrid because she looks like this. She looks like a, she looks like a devil. She has these wings with horns and like, you, like she right. must be the worst thing. And, and then, and like is, the second one, like oh. I remember I watched the second one. I'm like, yep, this, this, I'm like Michelle Pfeiffer's character. I'm like, yeah, be good, bet you straight up evil. No, you can't fool me. And right. um, so I'm like, she, she's going to be the real evil witch of the West, the, the one. Oh yeah you like you pick up on that like straight from the jump and they don't hide it but i think that's the thing is that like, i really liked is like her whole thing michelle pfeiffer's character the queen she feels justified in what she's doing because like we can't trust the fairy folk because one day they'll turn on us well, and I'm like, yeah wow, if, you keep, if you treat them like really trash of they'll turn on you right so her whole thing is like we have to be prepared for anything so you learn like obviously it, it's been like five years since sleep the sleeping beauty's curse like since her curse and like every, maleficent knows and aurora knows and philip knows that it was maleficent mm-hmm. that broke the curse but you find out in this movie that michelle pfeiffer's character the queen is the one who started the rumor that maleficent caused the curse and it was philip that saved her in order to damage maleficent's character in order for people because she knew that they couldn't allow for people for fairy folk and for regular she didn't want to allow for fairy folk and and humans to reside with one another she wanted to cause a bigger divide so again starting rumors about Mm. a group of people so you can like so you could cause prejudice and violence and fear and controlling your people with fear and prejudice and violence so yep so i enjoyed it i would i would watch a third one i'm not against it and it's mainly because i always really enjoy how these movies are shot Mm. like cinematography action it's it's pretty good the costuming is like lovely gorgeous like i'm looking at a picture of michelle pfeiffer's um 
one of her it's like this is like silver and white gown it's beautiful costumes mm-hmm. are amazing it's great but with that Carolyn where can the people everyone find can you? find me on twitter at Carrie C-N-H that is C-A-R-R-I-E C-N-H one two on twitter and instagram which I need to pay more attention to and you can find Anisha and I chatting on, <laughs> on twitter regularly and you can find my film reviews yep. TV show reviews on the butwhythepodcast.com website and on various websites such as Adam Tickets or um, Comic Beat and also coming up I will be covering the Real Asian International Film Festival here in Toronto and I will be doing film reviews I've already attended one media day event where I got to speak to Arthur Jaikagawa about East of the Rockies which is an interactive AR game experience quote unquote game it's not really a game but you know I don't know any other way to say it. But it's a really interesting um, uh, experience. Uh, so I'll be covering that. So the festival is taking place November 7th to the 15th here in Toronto. And I'll be showing films like Miss Purple, which I watched and made me cry. I was a mess. And Lucky Grandma and a few other films. So keep so you can go on the website at realasian.com and look up announcements there. Um, if you're in Toronto and see what else is showing. And is there anything else coming up? Uh... Nope. Oh, also you can find me at la underscore ney underscore sha, where yeah, I'm just over there with Carolyn. Sometimes we thirsten over men that we would like you know write a screenplay about, which I I still haven't done. Um, (laughs) And you know, other times we just over there being movie nerds. Um, Oh, and of course, please follow us on s follow the show on our Twitter there, and it's at shwh underscore pod. Um, but yeah, I think yeah. that's it. I don't really have any announcements. Uh, Do you have any the real Asian festival? Uh, mm-hmm. None that I can think of. Are there? Is there any films coming up? Oh, the no, only other film I'm, I'm looking just... up to watching to is Amsterdam oh. or Dark Fate. Um. Oh, nice. I'm looking forward to Knives yes. Out. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Knives Out. I watched that at TIFF, and I, I, really, I have a review that I need to finish writing. Uh, Yay! I'm excited, because mainly because I love seeing Chris. I love seeing Chris Evans getting to, like, play into uh, his snarky yeah. asshole mm. side. Like, uh, just very smug. But I'm not going to say anything else, because mm. I'm excited, and it's, that is going to yeah, be my it's pick really, for It's November. really good. It's like... I wouldn't say it's my top one Yay. of my top films at the festival, but I would say it's one of my funnest and my most entertaining because I saw a lot of de- depressing films during TIFF. So that was definitely one of the ones that brought laughs and right. it was more lighthearted, which is kind of weird to say depending at least the, mm-hmm. considering the, the, the plot. Plus it yeah. has that good... Mm-hmm. And it has like... You can already tell from the trailer, it looks like it has that good mm-hmm. murder mystery um, like... It is a murder mystery, but like it reminds me of Clue. very much so. Like, like the first anyone, time I saw any, Clue. anyone that sees it will make that comparison. Ugh. Like I'm sure, like almost every review that has been written right. about it or will be written about it does say that oh, it's like Clue, and, and it is like that's um, that's purely intentional on Ryan right. Johnson's part. Like you can't you can't help but mm-hmm. make the comparison. This will be right, and this will be our generation's mm-hmm. Clue, yeah. and I'm fine with that. I can I'm I'm excited. But yeah. So keep the eyes out on mm-hmm. for that stuff guys. But until then, you know uh, I don't know what else yeah, to say. Like, Bye. Have fun <laughs> and have a safe um, November, everyone. Stay safe. 
yeah. Maybe this is the sign we I have to come up with a tagline like, you know, for like a sign like, off. Like if we were in the same room, maybe doing the whole thing. Like I see you, you see me, kind of thing. We're on the same wavelength. Because I was just saying, I'm like, we don't have a, we don't have an official sign right. off. It's been here for shame. <laughs> we need to get one. Mm. <laughs> I was going to say thirst on, but like, that doesn't make any one. sense. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. We're going to come yeah. up with something. And then we're just going to put like a poll out yeah, there and see what people like. Come but we'll come up with something. Um, so I think that's it. So again, everyone have a yeah. safe and fun November. And we'll be back here at the end of November with our picks for that for that month. Yep. See y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.